All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Gab and Jam, episode 248. 248. And what are we talking about today? All right. So today is one of those, I don't know, it's one of those maybe artist nitpicking things, um, but it's kind of fascinating to us. It is the difference between style and voice. Okay. So what are we talking? Let's, let's kind of develop, you know, because people can feel like that they're the same thing. Right. So, and so that's one of the reasons why it was of interest is that I think most people use them pretty interchangeably. Right. And so I was listening to an Art Juice podcast and I don't even remember the episode because it was just such a small portion of their conversation. But they started talking about that there is a difference. And, and so we started talking about okay. the idea that style is more... I guess related to genre. Right. Okay. So so style is more of the type of music. Right. Or the genre of music that you might do. So there might be a style of music such as, you know, hip hop or whatever, or rock, whatever it might be. And so you as an artist, you do that particular style or genre of music. Right. right. Okay. However, your voice yeah. as an artist, you may vary um your style as right. Through your artist journey. So let's take two hip hop artists. Let's take Nas and Jay Z, right? Okay. So Nas and Jay Z are both hip hop artists, but they both they both have very different voices. Mm -hmm. I think most people would see them as being great MCs or Kendrick Lamar, right? Mm -hmm. So you got Kendrick Lamar or Drake, right? So you got right. Drake, you got Kendrick Lamar, you got Nas, you got Jay Z, who are all great MCs, but completely different Voice. voices right and you know and 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 have fans that will probably say either one or the other mm -hmm. is like the greatest mc of all time right and so we kind of touched on that a little bit when we did the episode um and i'll put it in the description below but artists that are genres onto themselves mm -hmm. and i think that's what we kind of were talking about like we, we mentioned prince and how right. it does not matter what style of music or what genre, genre he yeah. did, yeah. he always heard his voice, yeah. which was something that was unique and that kind of traveled as he traveled throughout the styles. Right. Yeah. And then after a while, it's like every thing start being, I guess, at less identifiable as a particular genre. Mm -hmm. So, you know, so Prince would do a song like uh, When Doves Cry. Mm -hmm. And so it has elements of R&B, has elements of rock, yeah. you know, and it's definitely, it, it has elements of electronic, you yeah. know, because you got this drum machine that's just kind of leading everything. Yeah. So it just kind of goes all over the place. It fell in the vein or genre of pop music, but I almost don't see pop music as a genre. Right. You know, at least to me. Now, right. other people might say uh, it is, but I, it's ever-changing. That's the same so. way it is with indie. We kind of had that conversation right. for yeah, too. Yeah. It is, that really is not a genre. It it's is a what, description. Right. You know what I'm saying? So pop pop music to me is what is popular at the time. So, so now pop music is arguably hip-hop because hip-hop is like the most popular genre of music that's Real out high, there. Yeah. So, I mean, it's really like Pop music is kind of like hip hop, whereas where I think we make mistakes with these genres and make them limiting 
is the genre can start to evolve and change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what it may encompass may be broader. So And we talked about that a little bit on is funk dead and is rock dead. Right. Yeah. Where and, people and, are saying just because it's not the way the, it, was, it was before. Right. You know, because the Beatles were a rock band, right. but you know, Eleanor Rigby is not where they were when I did I Wanna Hold Your Hand. Right. Yeah. But we we look at both. Yeah. as rock songs. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, rock yeah. radio mm-hmm. played both songs yeah. as rock songs yeah. because they came from the Beatles. Yeah. And I mean, then they're also pop because they hit pop at the top of the... They, right. And they were, were also popular. pop songs. But we have to think about these other sub-genres of what is popular music mm-hmm. and say that there has to be a certain amount of um, ability for it to expand. I mean, in... in and again, I'm not just saying, I'm not just making this stuff up. It's like jazz started out as oh, rap yeah. time, right? Yes. And all the rest of that kind of <laughs> stuff, right? It evolved yeah. to be swing music. Yeah. And, and, and once then, it became swing, it stopped. It didn't stop being jazz. Right. And, and then it went to the dissonant. Right. Or, or when it went to bebop. Bebop, You know, yeah. went to bebop. Then it went to kind of like that cool type of thing that, that Miles Davis right. was doing, right? Then it went to kind of like that dissonant thing. Yeah. And then we went to, uh, and it's probably stuff that was happening simultaneously. Mm-hmm. So then you got to the jazz fusion era, mm-hmm. you know, where you start bringing in these electronic instruments that mm-hmm. had the dissonance, had the rest of this kind of stuff. And then you got to, you know, what people would call elevator music, which kind of got to the smooth, <laughs> smooth jazz, jazz thing, right. right? Yeah. You know, and then people start, you know, the Wynton Marcellus's of the world start pushing back, saying, oh, this is no longer jazz music. Right. But I look at it and say, it's all jazz music. Right. And if you go back in the history of of the jazz genre, right. there were people all along that as the new versions came out would right. dismiss it is not being jazz. It's not so, being jazz, so right. I mean, there were people who, when the swing era was being replaced by bebop, they yeah. were like, what is this? Right. You know, it's, yeah. not, it's not jazz. I right. mean, come on. I mean, but it it all is. It's like music evolves. Yeah. And you're probably seeing that with country, you know, because oh, country yeah. is starting to evolve to kind of take on you know, other uh, styles of music, oh, right? So I think I'll hear about yeah. that kind of stuff and that goes to the appropriation yeah. um, thing, right? Oh, yeah, you know? so check out our last episode. Right, uh, if you did, appropriation right? versus appreciation, where's the line? Right. Yeah, that, that, yeah. So I, I'm bringing this all back around to say that it is possible for an artist within a style or a genre to have their own sound. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we've seen that. And yes. sometimes the artists outgrow mm-hmm. the genre. Right. You know, the right. voice of the artist yes. becomes too big yes. to be held back by the genre. Yeah. Such we get people like Prince or yeah. Michael Jackson yeah. who after a while, they just, you know, I mean, Lenny Kravitz may fall in that too, mm-hmm. you know, who, who just start to... Oh, or wow. Isley Brothers. We kind of right. talked about that. You know, who, who can go beyond. But, but I, I think the Isley Brothers stayed safely within the realm of R&B. Whereas, I, but what I'm saying, you said because they're R and B eyes, like the Hotel California, that kind of thing, right? No, well, well, no, I'm, yeah, they, those type songs. I'm saying that their core black audience never left them okay. or never All got right. to a point where they couldn't relate. Okay. Whereas I'm saying that Prince did things. Okay. Right. That that core yeah, the core true. black audience would be like, mm-hmm. I'm not sure about that. Right. One. You know yeah. what I mean? It's yeah. like that. That's kind of you know, and and it just it clearly yeah moving a lot beyond that. Yeah. You yeah. know. Whereas, and I'm not saying that the Isley Brothers, you know, R&B, I, you know, I mean, 
they made these songs more soulful, but some of them still kind of had their rock elements. Mm -hmm. And I'm saying the Ozzy brothers were alchemists, so they were combining other yeah. things with R&B music, yeah. but I don't think they quite went beyond the genre okay. to the okay. point where, you know, uh, Prince, mm -hmm. the, you know, course, Prince yeah. just, you know, I mean, he pushed it so much, yeah. you know, with things like Dirty Mind yeah. that, you know, and, and he pushed it so early. Yeah. You know, I think that was kind of part of it. I mean, that was Prince's third album after he finally had his first number one R&B hit, I yeah. Want to Be a Lover. Yeah. And that's not what you normally do. No. You follow that up with more of the same. Yeah. And he followed it up with something completely out of left field, you know, that made, he had it where he was going on the, you know, on tour with the Rolling Stones. Stones. Yeah. And, you know, and, and even though, you know, Stevie Wonder didn't necessarily lose his R&B audience. Mm -hmm. I think he did push his R&B audience. Okay. So I mean? think he got bigger than the genre, too. So meaning that with, you know, things like Superstition and mm -hmm. some of the things that he was doing with electronic music um, and bringing in rock right, elements. Yeah, too. Yeah. Right. He yeah. was he was pushing that. Yeah. And so I, I think he, he kind of expanded himself outside of that, too. You yeah. know, where he just broke free of that. And Stevie Wonder has yeah. kind of become a genre oh, within himself. himself. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, right. you know, Stevie does what Stevie does. Right. Yeah. You know, and so regardless of how he does it, he, he's just that. You and know? So I think so. it's important because as DIY rock stars, we're always trying to figure out how to describe because part of our job is to frame how people see us so that we can do the art that speaks to us and right. not necessarily uh, get put into some type of box. And so I guess that is where that comes in because people will ask, well, what style of music do you do? And that is, to me, a loaded question. But that's the paradox. So yeah. so this is the part that's kind of, we were talking about this too, and that, because you got the art versus commerce thing. So, you know, a lot of times as artists, we look at, you know, genres as being restrictive, as, you know, kind of handcuffing us and things like that. However, genres are very good marketing tools. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. it is, a, is, a, is a good way to kind of go out, find audiences and yeah, things like you that. piggyback on someone yeah. else's if it's a genre that is similar to what you do. Yeah. Right. It takes something very impractical like music, you know, entertainment, and makes it very practical for people and allows you to, to effectively market yeah. things, you know. And, and so... So yeah, I mean that's a that's a tough thing because if you are an artist and your voice is one that can't really be mm -hmm. held to a genre, you might make it a little bit more difficult to find your market. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean that's that's kind of that's the downside. Yeah, you know yeah. The, the 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 upside of being able to find your voice within a genre is that you may find it a lot easier to find an audience. Mm -hmm. If you can't find your voice within a genre, mm -hmm. you're probably going to struggle mm -hmm. a lot more to find an audience. Right, because the people who like one product may not follow right. you to the next. It is helpful if you can say, hey, hey, if you like, you know, this MC, this MC, yeah. this MC, you might like me. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, if you like, you know, this artist, this artist, this artist, you might like me yeah. because I kind of align with these artists. Yeah. You know, and that that's helpful yeah. to be able to to do that. Um, and to the extent that you can't do it, then that becomes a lot more difficult because yeah. so who do you sell to? Yeah. You know, and 
at the end of the day, I mean, it it is music business. Yeah. You know, and so <laughs> we I mean, keep saying it, and it's DIY rock stars. I, you know, I don't right. want to concern myself with that. You know, at, at the heart, my heart of hearts. However, in order to move along. You know, the creative empire, you have to be concerned with the business elements because you have to. I that mean, is the way you get people drawn into your actual yes. art right. is to be able to market it and sell it. If, so. if, if that's what you want to do and you yeah. want to be something more than a hobbyist, yeah. then and now you, you're talking about the whole marketing aspect. You got to start looking at your music that way. You got to start discerning it a little bit differently. You yeah. got to start thinking along these lines because if you're not, and you're just tossing it out there, just saying, "Hey, it's gonna happen." <laughs> it's just you're dreaming. It's just a wish. Yeah, you know. You, yeah. And, and more than likely, it's just not gonna just oh, it just picks up and it just finds a way. And oh, you know how it is, art and true talent. <laughs> Yeah, doesn't yeah, happen. It'd like be that. the tree falling in the forest. Unfortunately, it is. I mean, that's that's what happens. I mean, there's been some great records that we've listened to over yeah. the years that didn't get promotion, didn't get, you know, kind of what we thought maybe would get yeah. from record companies and just and they faded were major away. artists right. or up emerging artists where they had right. major deals. Right. Or, yeah. or like some people like uh, Amp Fiddler, I think, had a deal with Elektra mm-hmm. back in the 90s. Yeah. And I don't think people know about that record. No. You know, I mean, Marcus Miller had like, he was doing like R&B. Oh, yeah. Stuff, he right? used to sing. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> you know, that Jamaica Boys or something like that. They yeah. were doing these records back in the 80s and they had the whole 80s hookup and yeah. all the rest of that kind of stuff, you know, but I mean, he really kind of found his voice when he, you know, became more or less a jazz artist, yeah. you know, and kind of based around his bass guitar. And, yeah. and he had a certain voice to that. Yeah. And that voice is not everything that he does. Right. It's yes. it's it's an aspect of yes. what he does. Yes. But it's still him. It's yeah. not, you know, and, and then over time, it has started to take on more yeah. of and and, and, and and take on more of his universe yeah. as he's been allowed to expand as an artist. So, you know, after a while, he's starting to grow out of, at, at least I don't look at him. There are yeah. certain guys that I kind of see as kind of like, okay, they're, they're going to do the whole bass player thing. Yeah, I don't see Marcus Miller as that guy. Mm-hmm. I see him as a guy who writes very good songs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he, you know, he's a very does very good production. Yeah. He just happens to feature the bass. Yeah. You know, that that's yeah. kind of the way that I see him. Yeah. And that's it's a little bit different than some of these other bass playing guys. And it's mainly because he comes from that. Mm-hmm. You know. So kind of going back to your point again. <laughs> that that is the big part of finding your voice. So yeah. the good thing is for the DIY rock star is that I, I do think it's important to find the genre that most closely fits you. Even right. if you are genre hopping, right? <laughs> you are influenced by something. Yeah. There is somebody out there who, or, or there are artists out there yeah. who influenced you. Yes. You know, tap into that. Yeah. You know, maybe for your first project or two, you know, align yourself with those songs that more or less align with the specific type of genre. Yeah. You know, and then you start to expand on top of that, yeah. you know, but but I, I think that's the first thing. Yeah. And as long as you kind of have your twist. Yes. And a lot of times, if, if you're being true to yourself, mm-hmm. you'll find that mm-hmm. twist that you need to have. Yeah. And then after that, you can see things kind of expand. Yeah. yeah. You know, so. All right. What do you guys think? What are your thoughts on this topic? Have you defined your musical voice? And then... 
Even if so, what genre do you do? Drop it in the comments below. What else? Yes, indeedy. So we still doing Sugar Fit. Speaking of genres, this yes. is kind of squarely in the, the funk milieu. Yes. And so any place that you stream, you could stream Sugar Fit. That's and right. Ringtones. There are ringtones for every song on Sugar Fit so that when your phone rings, you know the difference between yours and every other phone in the place. Yeah. Um, if you dig the vibe and you want to be a part of the tribe, be sure to subscribe. We're wishing you love, peace, and chicken grease. Thank you.